This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome back. It's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here once again. So I am going to give you a warning straight away. And for longtime listeners of the pod, you know this from time to time that I end up recording these in some very odd, strange places. This is one of those times. I'm currently sitting in my car in a place where I have to keep relatively quiet. So I'm not going to talk a lot on this one, which is unfortunate because I have a lot to say about the series over the weekend in the Bronx and also the long road trip. What a wild trip that was. There's a ton to talk about. Uh, instead, uh, I'll let Scott Service do some of the talking, and uh, we'll catch up as we move through the course of the week. But uh, really, it's gonna, It's great that the Mariners come back home. Uh, just a game below 500 on this last trip. Uh, some one-run losses along the way. Man, a lot happened on this trip. So we'll we'll talk more about it as we move through the week, and we'll see what happens after the off day with Texas coming in, Toronto as well, so some big series coming up. Let's at least cover a couple of the big highlights yesterday as the Mariners broke through and took the finale against the Yankees, salvaging the final game of the series. You said Kikuchi was very good. Now the 2-2. Check swing, and he goes. You say strikes out Luke Foyt on a filthy changeup, and he leaves them loaded to end the third. And Paul Seawald, man, he was fantastic. The 2-2. Swing and a miss, strike three. How about another elevated heater? Gallo swings and misses. Four batters face for Paul Seawald. Count them up, four strikeouts. Kyle Seeger coming through late in the game as well. Here's the pitch on the way to Kyle. Swing and a fly ball deep into right field, into the corner on the run. Judge can't get to it. It's a fair ball. Bounces on the warning track and into the crowd. And that is going to be a ground rule double for Kyle Seeger. That's going to score Abraham Toro from second base. Around to third goes Hanniger. So Kyle Seeger with a ground rule double, and the Mariners have the lead. One to nothing here in the top of the eighth inning. Pitched well for the most part against the Yankees. A couple things I think are important to point out. One is at Yankee Stadium this year, there was one game this season without a home run at that ballpark coming into this series. And there were two in the series without a home run, which is pretty remarkable. The other thing about the Yankees, I think, to keep in mind when you look at this series is, you know, Judge and Stanton have not played together as a duo a lot because of injury. They were in the lineup. Uh, Gallo, of course, added Rizzo until the final game as well. Uh, that is about as potent as that offense has been this season. So I, I feel like, you know, their numbers are down offensively for the season, but throw those away compared to the team the Mariners just faced, which – I think goes to the point of how well the Mariners pitched overall in the series. Uh, and really on the road trip, especially the starting pitching. The uh, pitching was there. 
Mariners just need to find a way to put some more runs on the board, which is easier said than done when you consider the pitching that they faced in Tampa, who everyone is aware of. And I feel like the pitching, especially out of the bullpen for the Yankees, is pretty underrated. Their offensive stars take a lot of the headlines, but they have some real fire coming out of that bullpen. So it, it's pretty impressive. So some walk-off losses, some close losses. Nearly got to 500 on the trip, and now they come home and have a chance You know, with Texas, Toronto, Texas. Got to take advantage of Texas. And then Toronto, who's right in the mix, clearly a big series coming up this weekend as well. And we'll talk about that as we move through the week. In the meantime, let's hear from Scott Service. Yeah, heck of a a gut check win for for our ball club today. Um, you know, you're in that ball game and not much going on offensively. You know, there's not a whole lot going on. And I don't know if I've ever seen a relief pitcher uh, flip the momentum in the game like Paul Seawald was able to do today. And it's not just that we got him in the game, but it's what he did when he got in there. Uh, you know, he, the big strikeouts, uh, you know, he's been so critical um, to our season and what he's been able to do. But uh Today, um, not to just get him out, he actually flipped the momentum in the game, in my opinion, in our dugout. You start to feel like, okay, let's get something going here and we can pull this one out. So a uh, ton of credit to him. Certainly, uh, Yusei Kikuchi took the ball really well um, through five innings. The pitch count got run up, um, and we were able to get to the bullpen with Seawald and Steckenrider did a heck of a job as well. It's tough to close out games. It's really hard to get called third strikes uh, in Yankee Stadium to end the game, uh, and he was able to get that done. So uh nice win for us today certainly you know, offensively seeks had some the big hit to get it going cal rally chipped in uh, not a ton to talk about offensively but enough and uh you know we got it got it done there at the end so nice to visit uh finish the the road trip uh with a win um you look at this trip and you know overall um maybe didn't win as many as we should have or could have but we're right in every game we played really good baseball uh for the most part and, and we're looking forward to coming back home so i'll take your questions Scott, when Seawald comes in there, you know, coming in to fill in for Casey, who didn't seem like he had his best stuff. I mean, what's going through your mind as a manager in that really tight game to, to be able to call on your highest leverage arm there? Well, that's something we talked about, you know, before the game. And I do think, you know, preparation is so important when you're trying to make decisions like that. It's not just a, on a whim. We talked about it ahead of uh, time this morning uh, that we wanted to get uh, Paul Seawald in the highest leverage situation you know, from the fifth inning on today. Um, you know, he's been our best relief pitcher. Um, we wanted to keep the game close and see what could happen. And, you know, you don't know how the end of the game is going to work out or who's going to be standing out there at the end. But I just thought it was important to, to shut it down. Uh, if they did get a rally going, it was happening. Uh, but all the credit goes to, to Paul. He did a heck of a job today. Hey, Scott, was Steckenrider's efficient eighth inning make that decision to go back to him in the ninth easier? Or were you going to ride that uh, either way? Oh, absolutely. If Steck had gone out there in the eighth and they'd be throwing an 18 or 20 pitch inning where they had a couple guys on, it would have changed things in the ninth. But the fact that he was so efficient uh, made it call a little bit easier. And Steck's got a great mindset uh, when he goes out. There. It doesn't really matter where he's pitching. He goes after you. Here it is. I, I, I challenge you. Go ahead and hit it. Uh, and that's what you have to do in this ballpark. If you get a little anxious and try to pitch out around the edges, worried about their power or the, the size of the ballpark, it usually doesn't work out well. So uh, it was nice to get him out there, and he certainly did a heck of a job for it. Scott, how big is it that Seawall is pretty split resistant? You know, lefties don't seem to really hit him either. You know, he just he he's murder on righties, but lefties don't seem to have any advantage against him either. Oh, it, it's huge, you, you know, and that's what the best relievers in the game do. And I'll, I'll put him up with the season he's having with really anybody that's running out there right now, coming out of anybody's bullpen. He has been that good. 
Uh, you know, you give up a home run here or there. You know, you give the one to Gallo earlier in the series. That, that happens. But uh, his ability to neutralize left-handed hitters with the up fastball, just enough sliders to keep them honest. Um, the combination of those two pitches and moving it around the zone, pretty darn effective. And uh, he's fearless. He's got a ton of confidence. This is a guy that, that has never been able to put a season like this together before. So it's a credit to him. He keeps it going and he's not afraid to take the ball or go one plus like he did today. And he's a great weapon to have down there. It's got some tough calls for Jared today. Uh, what did you see from him there at the plate? And, uh, you know, maybe what can you tell us about what you said to him after the game? Uh, yeah, you know, strike ball, you know, different. It was a heck of an at bat. He really did second, third, tough lefty out there throwing the sliders and the curveballs, whatnot. Uh, you know, the, the call did not go his way, but, you know, uh, you learn a lot of different lessons in this game. And, you know, we were a little bit shorthanded today. Uh, didn't really want to put JP in that game. And a ton of credit to JP Crawford. This guy has been some kind of under the weather. Uh, you know, when, when Jared got ejected, you know, where do you go? How do you move the, the pieces around? And then JP just came right up to me, even down the tunnel. He said, I'm going in the game. Uh, and then sure enough, he makes a couple of great plays and, and helps us win the ball game. So, you know, you need to be heads up, understanding where your teammates are at and where we're at there. I think uh, – Jared was fine. It's just when he got back to the dugout, he didn't let it go. And that's what got him tossed. Scott, what did you see from you say? Um, you know, not a, not maybe as efficient as we've seen it, but it looked like the life and stuff is back on his, on his pitches. Yeah, the stuff, the quality stuff was really good today. Really from the from the outset, uh, I thought it was really good. They, the Yankees are going to grind you. You know, they don't chase a lot. Uh, they're going to make you throw strikes. You know, a few at-bats. Uh, innings got extended. Uh, that ate up some extra pitches, you know, and you know, I, I don't have a problem if Joey Gallo wants to bunt every time up, you know, he's that big a threat. Uh, but in that inning with two out, it certainly extended the inning. You know, you're hoping you have enough pitches to go back out there and maybe get you deep into the six. It just wasn't enough today, but thought his stuff was really good. So, I mean, I know it's just one game, and, and but how important was it to kind of just stop this slide and, and get a win to go back home and, and, and kind of get a day off reset and go back to – you know, playing again. Oh, it's important. You want to end road trips uh, on a positive note. It's a long flight back tonight, but, you know, I really look at the, uh, what we've been doing over this 10 game stretch. We've played really good baseball. We're right in every game. Quite frankly, we could have won every game on this trip, the way I look at it. Um, so we're playing good. You know, did we get a lot of breaks? Do we execute the way we needed to execute at the end of the game to make it happen? You know, no, we didn't. That's part of baseball, but you know, we went four and six on this trip, tough trip going into Tampa, New York. We didn't get off to a great start with it in Texas. Uh, uh, this team, these guys fight. They love to compete. You know, we'll go home. We need a day off, kind of regroup. Hopefully JP's feeling better and then we'll get after it at home. But, uh, um, you know, I look at how we're playing. We're playing good baseball. And that concerns me just as much <laughs> as the wins and losses. Certainly want to win them all. You know, realistically, it's, it's not going to happen. So um, I say all that. I don't know what our run differential was this trip, Ryan, but, you know, I'll let you look at that. Well, I'm going to that. I mean, what, the offense in general, it looked like you guys had grinded out of bats. You had a lot of strikeouts today, obviously, but is this a factor of facing some good pitching or is it, you know, some of the run production you just haven't gotten maybe over the last seven or eight? Uh, I think the strikeout has crept back into our game, and it's a credit to the Yankees. The Yankees' bullpen may be as talented as any bullpen that we've seen, and there's some names that I really didn't know much about uh, until we saw, you know, how deep it is. And they didn't really have Chapman after the first game. So uh, there's a lot of really quality arms down there. And what gets you is the strikeout. And the strikeouts start creeping back into our game. It's something that hurt us early in the season. We're starting to see it come back in late. 
a lot of it has to do with the quality of the arms we saw out of their bullpen, but it's something that we need to tighten up. That's how you keep rallies going. You put pressure on, you know, the defense. And if you look at that inning, you know, Odor, Odor makes an error. It kind of gets some things going. So you got to get the ball in play a little bit more consistently. And we weren't able to do that as, as well as we have been here in New York. And here is Kyle Seeger. Kyle, you guys have played in such tight games throughout this entire series. How nice was it to, you know, see some positive results today in the win column? Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's always uh, – it always feels better when you win those games, right? So, yeah, definitely, um, you know, tough series. You know, it's always uh, good to get, you know, that last one at least. So that was, uh, you know, definitely a tough series, you know, pretty tightly matched, and, you know, they, they got the better of us there first couple games. You know, a year ago you didn't have any of these long road trips to the East Coast, but how much of a grind was this road trip? You know, you go four and six, play a lot of tough games, you know, a lot of emotional games. How how big of a grind was it for you guys? It definitely was. That was a uh, it was a very long road trip. You know, I mean, you knew going into it that it was you know going to be long for sure, right? Just in the amount of days you were going to be gone and away away from family, and then you know the travels, you know, real. I was you know crossing it quite a few times when I was there, so it was um you know definitely long one. It was a tough one too. You know, we didn't certainly didn't win as many games as you hoped to, and you know, but I think everybody's uh, excited to go home. I think it's for sure. How, how you're, you're there and you watch Paul Seawald come in and, and do what he does. And then Steckenrider, uh, what have these guys meant to you guys as a team? And, and did you ever look at Seawald and go, how the hell does he get everybody out? He's just throwing <laughs> slider after slider after slider. He, uh, no, yeah, him, he's especially been incredible, right? I mean, he just seems like he strikes everybody out. It's, it's truly incredible. You know, I've I've asked guys and, you know, they say that the ball is just invisible, that it's just jumping on you, that it's, you know, on top of you before you know it. And then you got the big slider off that. I mean, he, he's been truly incredible and it's been a lot of fun to kind of play behind because you don't have to do anything. You just stand there and you catch the throw from around the inning. So, you know, throw it around the horn. So it's real easy. Uh, what was the environment like today? I mean, obviously the short porch is there for every game, but it seemed like the wind was kind of a factor as well today. You talking about the short ports? You talking about right field? Yeah, just the I'm sorry. Just the environment in general playing here this afternoon. I mean, beyond just the short porch, it seemed like the wind was in play as well. Uh yeah, it was, you know, the opposite of I guess the first couple of days, right? So the wind was really blowing in today. Um, I thought Cal's ball was gonna be a homer when he hit it. I, I thought that one was, you know, I didn't think it was gonna be close. I thought he, you know, got plenty of it. Um, it was it was definitely different. Ball was, you know, balls were hit out the center field. I think Toro hit one early in the game that I thought was hit really well. Um, Dylan popped one late in the game that I thought jumped and, you know, ball really wasn't, wasn't flying out there at all. So, but, you know, as far as the environment go, this is a, uh, this is a really cool place to play. It, it really is. I mean, it's so loud, you know, the fans are so engaged. They're so into it, you know, especially when you play these tight games, like we did, you know, it was, uh, it was really loud out there and, you know, that's, that's what you want. That's what you want to play behind. And it's, you know, it was pretty, pretty cool to do that. Uh, we saw the offense kind of struggle to generate runs last in these four games, even a little bit in the Tampa series. A lot of strikeouts, more than you guys had been. Is that a factor of their arms? It seemed like they were just running out 97, 97, and every oh, guy yeah. come out of 65, throwing 87. Absolutely. They were throwing absolute fire at us, right? So, I mean, those were some really, really good arms. And, you know, you know that going into it. You know, we know, you know, going into Tampa that they have good arms. And, you know, coming here and, you know, I think a few of the guys were down a little bit. So we, you know, missed a couple of the starters that we may have lined up with. And, you know, the guys that came in were throwing fire. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of really, really good stuff this series. So, I mean, it was, um, yeah, it was tough hitting. And, you know, that's what, you know, that's what these teams are, you know, doing, right? So, I mean, that's why, you know, they've won as many as they have. And that's what, you know, one of the keys to success, I guess. And Shannon 
had a very interesting conversation with Jared Kelnick. I think you'll enjoy it. Here it is. I want to talk a little bit about you right now. And uh, you had one of the most insightful uh, post-game sessions about, I think it was last Tuesday. And you, you made a change in, in standing up straighter at the plate. And you explained what that did for you. Can you kind of give us the genesis of that? And, and it was kind of eye-opening. You were in a little bit more of a crouch, and I didn't remember that from you earlier. I'm wondering where that came from, how you realized that perhaps it would be better to stand up and how you got out of that and to where you are right now. Yeah, you know, we play this game so much uh, every day that it's so easy to create bad habits. And when and it could be from anything. It could be from not sleeping enough. It could be from your diet. It could be from anything. Uh, who's pitching? And I think just over time, like I started crouching a little bit more and more down and just didn't realize it. And, you know, when you strike out three times, like back to back nights, uh, it's hard. And it gets to a point where you're like, okay, this isn't working. I got to find something else. And, you know, I remember the game I struck out on my first or I struck out three nights or three times one night. The next night I come to the field, first at bat strikeout, second at bat strikeout. And I'm like, that's it. I can't keep doing this. I cannot like it's not working. So I went into the cage during the game. I stood more upright and I was having balls into the machine and I was ripping balls off the back of the net. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it because, I mean, gosh, if I just put the ball in play, it's better than what I've been doing. And uh, it was off of my colors. He threw me that slider with the bases loaded, and I hit that ball at the middle. And uh, I was like, all right, like I could feel my hands get to that baseball. It wasn't as much of a shouldery swing. And then the next at bat, I faced Presley, who was a really good, you know, closer, and got me a, or a fastball right down the middle and hit it right back, right back up to center field. And, you know, I just, I kind of just ran with it from there. It's funny because, you know, I've seen this for years, and I know you don't just automatically change things. And I think a person who, who isn't there day in and day out will ask, well, why didn't a coach just tell you to do that three weeks ago? I mean, how do those things work? I mean, we, we've talked about it, um, and I'd be lying to you if J.D. and Lake didn't say, like, hey, well, maybe you should stand more upright. And, you know, in your mind, you, you know, when you do something so many times for so long, it just begins to feel comfortable. And so when I had been a little bit more hunched over, that was just comfortable because I've been doing it for so long. Well, then it just got to a point where, like I said, I was like, I can't keep doing this. I got to make a change here. And, and to be completely honest, I, in that at bat, in those two at bats, I remember I was like, I am not comfortable whatsoever here because I wasn't used to standing more upright. Um, but I was committed to just trying to make that change. And when you get two hits and two at bats, geez, I mean, I'll be uncomfortable the rest of the year. That's what it takes. <laughs> How uncomfortable are you? <laughs> no, I mean, it's gotten more and more comfortable now, but which is good. In general, I mean, what is your comfort level now as opposed to what it was when you first came back up? Uh, it's a lot, it's night and day different. Um, you know, I was really interested to see how I was going to react coming into this series, especially because with it just being Yankee stadium and the New York Yankees and, um, you know, this is like the brightest stage. This is, you know, 
everyone watches the Yankees. And, you know, I, when we went to, when we went to Texas, it felt hundred percent normal, felt just like another game. When we went to the Tampa or yeah, Tampa felt the same. So I was interested to see how it was going to feel. And it felt the same, which means a lot to me because like, in a game like this and in a setting like this, it's easy to get your heart rate up and get amped up, but mm-hmm. it's really crucial that you just stay, you know, the same. And that's, that's, I was happy about myself last night. Just the entire game. I stayed that way. That's fantastic. I imagine there's not much you can do about that other than have an awareness until you actually get there. I mean, that can be as much a physical thing as anything if the yeah. heartbeat gets going. Yeah. And then when your heartbeat gets going, you know, there's a lot of other thoughts that come into your mind. And, you know, I was just trying to keep it simple that, you know, even though it's the New York Yankees, it's Yankee stadium, we're in the Bronx. You just gotta, it's the same. It's, it's no different than if we're playing in Seattle or if we're playing in Texas. What'd you get out of that bat against Chapman last night? You know, I was, I was really looking forward to it actually. Um, just because I wanted to, he's, it's a Raldis Chapman. You know, everyone knows who that is. And I was just going to embrace it. If he was going to strike me out on three pitches, I was just going to embrace every pitch that that guy was going to throw me. And, um, but I was going to, I was 100% trying to be aggressive. And um, granted, he walked me, which it was a good at bat all around. Um, but it was, it was fun. And I, I guarantee you, I'll probably have to face him again. Well, Jared, it's great to see you guys in New York right now and, and having the opportunity that you have in front of you. But I, I really want to hear a little bit about this is one of the ones that just really hurts to not be on the road. But a favorite thing of all of ours is to see guys their first time walk into a place like Fenway Park or to walk into a place like Yankee Stadium. What's your experience been so far? Uh, it's been eye opening. Uh, it's Yankee Stadium has been a bucket list of mine. Uh, you know, just be here, not even play that, just be here. And just all the history that, you know, has gone through this stadium is incredible. And it's definitely been uh, a fun couple of days since I've been here. What about atmosphere? Are you hearing it from the guys behind you, the bleacher creatures? 100%. Yeah. The fans <laughs> are crazy. Um, but in a good way, like it's all part of it. They're in the game. And that's, I think it's awesome. No heckling yet? Uh, yeah, there is. I mean, it's there were so many people there like last night that it was so hard to hear. And mm-hmm. I was trying to stay focused on where we were positioning each guy that it was it was hard to, you know, pay attention to what they were saying. What is that like? I mean, as far as you're in the outfield and you're positioning and each guy out there can hit that ball pretty far. What? How different is it with a lineup like that and what they've got right now? You know, they're really stacked. Uh, very big physical team. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, they still got to put a good swing on a good pitch. And, you know, for us, I thought last night we really, we did a really good job executing on both offensively and defensively. Um, and I get, I I look at it as, you know, they're, they're no different than any team that we played before. Absolutely. And I mean, you guys have attacked every team with confidence, no matter what anybody thinks, what should be, where does that confidence come from? Well, I think it just comes down from our or comes down to our preparation. You know, each and every guy knows exactly what they need to do, and they've prepared for each and every moment that they uh, are presented with on the field. And I think that um, 
as, as we put in that preparation, it's, it comes with the confidence and, um, I think just the confidence that we have in, in each other too, uh, when stuff doesn't really go as, as planned, um, we have guys that back us up. And so we know that if we don't get the job done, the guy behind us will. I promise this is the last time I'll ask you about the first time you came up, because as far as I'm concerned, that's completely behind. It's part of the process, but you know, you are what you are right now, not what you were when you first came up. But um, what were some of the bigger things that you took away from that that are benefiting you right now? I mean, I've never been kicked in the teeth before, uh, especially in baseball. And, you know, I know when my when I look back on my career, um, whenever it comes to an end, I know that this is probably going to be one of the best thing that's best things that's ever happened to me. Um, and it has allowed me to be way more optimistic when it comes to feeling uh, and still to this day. I mean, I mean, I went over four the other day and you know, when I first came up, when I went 0 for 4, it was like the world was ending tomorrow. And now it's not like I have no, it, it's like, I wish, uh, I wish that other people could, you know, vouch for me and cause they would be a better judgment cause they get to see it. But I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was when I first came up in the aspect of like my mentality is way different and is um and it's almost like when going through that rough stretch I've gained more confidence than I ever have because when I went through that and then when I overcame it especially down my time in AAA and I'm having some success here in the big leagues and it's just it's just it was a huge barrier that I had to get over and when I got over it it was you know like all the weight of the world was off my shoulders. What's your thought for you? haven't done it very much in the last week or eight days, but what's your thought process now if you do strike out? What are you thinking about when you walk back to the dugout? I mean, it, it really just goes to you think about the at-bat and, you know, maybe there's a pitch that I should have swung at earlier. Um, and or like I my first at-bat against Fleming in Tampa, he struck me out uh, and, you know, he pitched his tail off. Like he executed everything he was trying to throw and like there's it's the big leagues like they're going to beat me sometimes and that's been the like the adjustment that I've had to make is because in in the minor leagues the guys had the stuff but sometimes they they couldn't execute their plan and it really came down to if you were going to get yourself out Mm -hmm. and here like you can't get yourself out and they execute their plan and you just have to find that one mistake that they make and then that's when you execute it you know uh, last question, and it's a two-parter. What next for you? What are you looking at and that you want to do to take the next step forward? And what do you want to see in your team in taking the next step forward? Well, I think those questions both go hand in hand. And, you know, what I want to see is us continue to play as a team. Um, you know, the vibe in the clubhouse is so much more fun. And it's just – it's – it's awesome when everyone's having a good time, regardless of, you know, the results, you know, obviously we want to win. And when we play as a team, we feel that we win more. So um, that is what I want to see out of the team. And, you know, with myself, just trying to contribute any way that I can, whether it's, you know, in the batter's box or on defense um, or as just being a leader and trying to, you know, not only lead by example, but, 
to help motivate the guys, whether, even though they're older than me, um, you know, do everything that I can to get to October. Cause we know, or everyone knows that the Mariners haven't been to the playoffs and since I was born. So we, uh, we take a lot of pride in trying to get there and that's what we're hoping to do. Jared, it's been great to watch. I appreciate that you took the time today. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.